Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Chef Jordan Chaton, and you are now tuned in to Chefish. Today, I have my girl, Chef Tregay Wright. Gotta get that right. Gotta get that right, you know? Freshly married over here. Um, but yes, Chef Tregay is a private chef, caterer, and food network star. Actually, just a food television star in general, because she's worked in multiple networks and you actually started out in the kitchen with aspirations because of your grandma Mm -hmm. she always felt that her grandma's plates were like heaven on a plate and that pretty much stuck with her right and so ultimately she went to Le Cordon Bleu and then she started working her way up through kitchens Mm -hmm. throughout Atlanta because we'll get into that I have to draw it out. I can't give it. I can't give you guys all the sauce. You know what I'm saying? She got to be able to provide the game. So let me reel it in. Okay. So from there, from your Food Network television days and working with the own network, it brings you to now. Right? This is where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right now. And so for those out there, my chefies that are wondering, me and Chef Tregay know each other because of a mutual chef friend um, named Erin out in Los Angeles, California. So, hey, girl, hey. And so we've been able to create a really solid relationship. Yeah. She's I admire so many things about her. And so I'm super happy to have her here. And so since I, I told them a little bit about you, mm-hmm. you tell me about you. And how you ended up in the kitchen. I mean, you know, what's so funny is when I first, you know, just thought about working and in the field and doing anything, I actually wanted to be a brain surgeon at first. That's a big change. Huge, right? But then I thought, I realized how long I had to go to school, right? (laughs) Yes. Then how long I have to be a regular doctor before I can be a brain surgeon. So immediately no for me. Immediately, immediately no. Immediately no. And, you know, honestly, I started working because you know, aspirations of what I want. I wanted a cell phone. My grandmother said, if you want a cell phone, you got to get a job. Okay. So I became a housekeeper. I hated it. Okay. I hated every second of it. I actually was a housekeeper for a little while too. I hated every second of it. But I used to (laughs) sneak into the kitchen all the time and the chef would be in there like cooking. And, you know, I love cooking at home with my grandmother too. But so I started cooking personally with my grandmother, but professionally it was from that hotel because the chef finally let me start moonlighting and working into the kitchen. Now, I just fell in love with food in general because my grandmother, let me tell you something, she don't play. She's cooking. There's never any leftovers. I literally would walk into the house, drop my book bag, close my eyes, and just try to imagine and just guess whatever it is I'm smelling because it was different every day. So that's what you meant by heaven on a plate. Oh my gosh, yes. It was heaven on a plate because you just never knew what it was going to be. It was always something beautiful. I really loved how she would take ingredients and just try to figure out how many ways she manipulate that ingredient, which is why where my food style came from, period, because that's what I do. I manipulate everyday food. Birth through your grandma. Birth through my grandma. Like I remember one time she had a she went through this jerk chicken phase. Okay. <laughs> Not jerk chicken, jerk marinade. Okay. So one time it's like, okay, uh, we had jerk meatloaf all in one week. Jerk meatloaf, jerk wings, jerk burgers, jerk everything, jerk spaghetti. My dad was like, okay, listen, we're going to have to slow it down. Slow it jerk. on down. But it was just beautiful because it was her way to see food differently and how she could manipulate that food. So that's what got me excited about it. Okay. So- Beyond that, it sounds like you were giving us a little taste already about where your where your whole love for food started. Mm-hmm. And I love it that you said it's with your grandma because mine is with my grandma too. Mm-hmm. She was born in 1923, mm-hmm. born on a farm, mm-hmm. never had a microwave. Mm-hmm. Dinner was ready at 4 p.m., yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I totally understand yeah. that connection. Yeah. And so it's a beautiful thing that you've been able to create mm-hmm. this entire life. And so from there, you went to Le Cordon Bleu. So did you like work around restaurants in Atlanta or how did how did you end up in Le Cordon Bleu? Because it's different from cooking with our grandma and then going and Mm -hmm. cooking for real. Right. So you remember I was working at that hotel and that lady let me work in the kitchen. Well, I, I got good at it. 
Whoa, no, I, we didn't hear about so that. So I, I was a house. <laughs> I was a housekeeper. Uh, the chefies did yeah, because I was a that. I was a housekeeper. So remember, I said I was a housekeeper. Yes, but it we, was at a hotel. hotel? So I was at the Hilton. Was it the Hilton? See, yes, the Hilton Garden. They had money. In Decatur. <laughs> the Hilton Garden in Decatur is where I was. They had money. No, it's like living in the hotel. Okay? I did. I did. I just worked there. So no, but I'm saying that's a yeah. Upper, it was an upper. It was an upper echelon okay. hotel, but I didn't feel upper echelon. But you didn't tell us. <laughs> That's the added spice that we need. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So from there, I worked at that Hilton Hotel as a housekeeper. Got out of that, got into the kitchen. Anyway, I got better than the chef. I got so good, I was fired. Okay. Okay. I don't say that about myself. Everybody was saying it about me. So anyway, I told her, I said, Well, you know, I think I'm gonna go to school for this. I think this is what I want to do. I've decided because it's time for me to graduate high school now. I need to figure out what I want to do. And she looked at me and said, I don't know why. Because, I mean, it's not like you're going to finish and graduate. Okay, so, <laughs> see, so, I always say whatever happens mm-hmm. is preparation mm-hmm. for what's to come. Mm-hmm. And then there's always, like, that this is it moment. Yeah. And so, for you, it kind of sounds like it was a two-part mm-hmm. of that moment. Mm-hmm. And... So when she said that, did that fuel you absolutely? More? If you like, want me oh, to, yeah? oh, absolutely. Oh, I if you want me to do something, just tell me I can. Oh, I went and graduated top of my class, came back to tell her, but she had got fired. So you know, long story short, I I ended up you know I'm fresh out of college, and I'm like, yeah, everybody gonna hire me, right? I'm yes. out of college. I went to LaCour LaCourt on Blue. I'm gonna graduate. LaCourt on Blue. Everybody's hiring me. I'm wait, a graduate. Wait, but are you trying to tell me that? You weren't a chef when you graduated from. Oh yeah, nobody wanted to hire me. Like Waffle House, but you weren't a chef, right? No, 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 no. I wasn't a chef. No, because I was a graduate, a culinary student. But so when you go to culinary art school, that doesn't mean that you're a chef, right? No, no, it's your experience that makes you a chef, right? Yeah. And so I think a lot of people are missing that. And so see, for us, we get it, and sometimes Mm -hmm. we gotta like just for you guys, my chefies out there, yeah, people too. Then yeah, for the. Instagram chefs. Yeah. You can't replace time and experience. Right. You can't you can't go to electrician school like the two year program they have. Right. And then like graduate and say like you're a full on electrician. No. I don't think it would work for you. You can't you couldn't go. Right. You get sued a lot. Light up a building. You'll you'll get sued a lot. Yeah, literally light right? up the building. So what I'm saying is, you know, right out of school, I'm like, yeah, this is what I thought. Nobody would hire me. So I said, Well, I gotta figure this out. I've always taken life into my own hands. So I went to Fifth Group and Buckhead Life Restaurants, which is now American Bowl. Okay. At the time, they were one of the top catering restaurant catering facilities in Atlanta. Okay. And so I said, look, um, I, I really wanted that job at the Marriott. You know the Marriott by Lennox, the big, tall, glass Marriott building? Yes. I yes. don't know why, girl, but I wanted to work at that Marriott so bad. So I was like, but they wouldn't hire me. It was a seed. So I was like, okay, can you just please let me work here? This is American Bowl. And I'm like, just let me work here for three months. So I can put this on my resume so I can have like a good place on my resume right. and then they'll hire me. So what ended up happening, they ended up wanting to hire me, but I got the job right at the Marriott. So that's one, that's one jewel period. You know, if you want it, you have to get it. If you can want it in the way you, you want it, you have to get it right. I could have easily said, damn, ain't nobody going to hire me. Well, I guess I got to work at Waffle House. Fuck that. Like I yes. want to work somewhere nice. So I'm going to, if that means I got to invest in myself by working for free, it's not really free. I'm gaining knowledge. I'm gaining relationships. I'm, I'm gaining so much. So I really wasn't working for free. Well, the they were giving me so much that you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. beyond you have to start somewhere, yeah. you also have to do the fucking work. You got to do the work. You got to bet on yourself first, right? You got to stand on that. Like, and that's why all y'all out there, like, if you give up on yourself, I mean, you'll give up on anything and anybody. Because most people are going <laughs> to try to dampen your light. They don't, it's it's not even that. Now, some of them don't want you to shine. But sometimes mm-hmm. people don't know how, they don't know how to shine themselves. Mm-hmm. So they can't tell you. And they're so used to believing that they can't do something that it's easy for them to mm-hmm. tell you what you can't do because mm-hmm. they ain't never fucking did it. Uh, yeah. You I know? mean, I done got it deep out the mud. And I'm going to tell you like this, you know, this whole microwave shift thing, right? This whole like, I'm going to wake up one morning and like, I'm like, I'm supposed to be famous. Right. I got black gloves on and I'm, I'm like this famous chef because I'm, you know, I cook for like, the Real Housewives of Atlanta for free, right? So right. I'm a celebrity chef now, but that's not really how that goes, right? Right. Um, Tell it. I think there are different categories of chef. Yes. 
right? I think a celebrity chef is a chef that is actually on television. On television. With Networks. their own show. Networks With your them. own show or hosting a show. Not competing. Not in the background. Not competition either. Not competition because a lot of those people really can't cook. Yeah, not competition. It will, You have to be a host of your own show. A judge on a show. Um, or known for your food reviews as a huge restaurateur, right? Then that is like a celebrity chef. Right. Just a chef is, I mean, you don't even have to go to school to be a chef. These days. Um, you don't have to go to, you don't have to go to school to be a chef. Anyway. I don't think you have to go but to school to be a chef replace, anyway. But you can't replace time and experience. But you must know, you must have, you must have, if you haven't gone to school, you must have stodged, meaning you have worked under someone great. Time and experience. Someone amazing. And Not you have Waffle done it for House. some time. Right. No. Now, like now don't get me wrong with Waffle House. Listen, y'all. Don't hate on the Waffle House chefs. But yeah. that's not what we're talking about. Right. Right. Waffle House chefs good now. I don't know about you all that could just remember all them orders. Y'all no, don't realize nothing's in the computer. They remember I, they're remembering heard, all of those orders. I'm just I corrected saying. myself. Yeah. I corrected myself. That's, that's hard but work. We're t- but we are talking about two totally different we're things. We're talking about two totally different things. They're two different calibers of chef. And so, so now let's get into the main course, mm-hmm. right? So you... You attained you attained that job mm-hmm. at the hotel, mm-hmm. and then where did you go from there? And how did you transition into the catering and television? Like, how did this? I, it it all kind of connects. So, how did right. you get there? So, you know, of course, from there, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm I'm getting into the the corporate world, and and then I moved to Florida, and I okay. work at the JW Marriott Ritz Carlton Buckhead. Down so, you like working for hotels? It it was amazing. I, I like working for hotels because you got a different experience. Yeah, you there you could be. It was a melting pot of people. Right, right. Even in um in Florida, I mean. There were people coming over from Korea and Japan that were on visa um, from all over. So I'm learning real international food. Like I'm really learning this stuff. And like, you know, there I'm able to be in different departments. Right. So I'm able to learn banquets. I'm able to learn how to do a big party numbers. I'm able to also do fine dining. I'm able to do breakfast. I'm able to be experienced in every aspect of chefing. So don't sleep on the hotel. I love the hotel business for that. Um, I think that if you're training to be a great chef, the hotel business is great for you because well, you're going to get so the, much experience. I started out at the um, Andaluca uh, inside of the yeah. Mayflower Park Hotel yeah. in Seattle, Washington. Yeah. So th- exactly what you said. It was kind of like school out because I was going to culinary mm-hmm. when I started. Mm-hmm. So then it was like the real work. But what I liked about that also is being able to be trained in cooking and volume. Right. Cause right. one day you you go in and your prep sheet is two hundred and fifty people. Mm-hmm. That's just for lunch, mm-hmm. and then you got to move on to a oh, thousand person banquet. A, a thousand person banquet, mm-hmm. black tie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you want to work front of the house and get mm-hmm. the hostess checks mm-hmm. or the wait checks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I love I love that I love that about yeah. um, hotels. Please don't sleep on it. Very no. good teacher. I mean, I was excellent in chef. there all the way up till the end. My last place, I moved from Florida. Um, and when I moved from Florida, I was going through a transitional change personally. And I, I had, it was a quick move. And it's like, well, where am I going to work? So I called. And, and so stop waiting for people to, like, call you back for a resume. Please. So I called the I sundown. Call it, I call it headhunting. Yeah. You got to headhunt. Yeah. If p- people aren't always, p- sometimes people don't know that they need you. That's it. I filled out the application, but I also called and, and I was like, hey, can I speak to, I mean, think of who you should speak to, right? So for me, I would think I should speak to the executive chef. Right. Hey, can I speak to the executive chef of the sundown? Called him for two days. I finally got him on the phone. And then I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to be in um, Georgia next week. I live in Florida. I'll be there for like four days. I would love to come in and get an interview. I mean, I filled out the application, but I'm trying to do this a little quick. I have amazing experience. And if you just give me a chance, like I just like to come in. He was like, well, the fact that you called me in the middle of the day. Um, for two should, days. You should just come on up. For two days. What you for say your name I never right. heard of a I did get before. a message from you the other day. Come on in. So I came in, sat down, spoke to him, told him who I was, what I was about. I got the job. Um, and that's when I started working for the Westin Peachtree Plaza downtown. And the Sundial sits on top of the, the sixth tallest um, restaurant in the world. Yeah. Um, fine dining, amazing food. I learned a lot there. But um, that was where the change began for me. The change. 
Yeah, because, you know, in Florida. I was, so this is the pivot. Yeah, this is the pivot. Or, or is, is this the pivot or is this where you were like. I'm just not that corporate. Now my, well, no. This is I when I realized. I feel like there's it. a moment in when you progress in your chef mm-hmm. industry, when you transition onto mm-hmm. either working with high profile clientele mm-hmm. or finding out that you want to be in some capacity in front of the camera. Absolutely. It's like you woke up. Yeah. And you're like, this is not it, but I know what it is. Yeah. And so you manifested the the next part. Mm -hmm. I just said, I woke up one day and I just said, I realized I'm, this isn't, I'm just not that corporate. I remember it. it used, it's funny because I went there last night for dinner with my husband. I mm-hmm. rarely go back, but when I went, everybody was there. It was a beautiful moment. I will talk about that later. But, um, you know, I, I would go there and I remember when I finally just decided I, I got a, a banquet done for them and it was worth over $2 million. I'm like, shit, that could have been my money. Right. right. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just not that corporate. I'm just realizing, you know, I, I'm hitting the ceiling. Um, and and then I'm looking at all my bosses and I'm like, they've hit a ceiling. Look at him. He looks tired. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't ever want to fall out of love with food. Right. I want to always find ways to just make love to it. Oh. Like a relationship, right? Oh, do it the right it's way. It's like a marriage. You have <laughs> to continue right to, you know, in a marriage, people think that marriage is just last, last, last. No, you have to keep dating each other. Mm-hmm. Keep loving each other. Find ways to. Oh, okay. Well, we used to do this. Let's do this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I want to have that relationship with food. I can't do that here. Right? right. So I woke up one day and I said, okay, well, and I'm tired of feeling bad about being here. So I decided to put in my head that this is great being here because these checks are funding my dream. I need these checks so that I can have my dream. So I got to come here and I got to work every day. It's for, right. the, it's for the next step. Right. And then I got up and I went on Instagram and I found a few chefs. I said, I'm just okay, gonna Instagram. I said, I'm going to start finding some friends, you know, that are like like minded like me. That's when I found Ponder, Aileen, okay. Okay. Uh, Stu. Shout out to Aileen. Harper. Harper. Um, and we did this thing called the Chef's Rounds Table. And we all oh. got up and Chef Rod and we all got up and we met together. It was just beautiful. And then maybe later down the road, Chef Ponder okay. hit me and was like, hey, I don't know. I don't, hey. I don't know who that is. Chef Ponder was on Chopped and he was on um, Top Chef. Okay. But um, he hit me and was like, hey, you want to do uh, the great food truck race? So I'm like, yeah, this is this is the pivot. So I'm like, hell yeah. But we didn't make it. They said we were all too good. But they called me back. They said they really loved they love me. me. Now, mind you, Something about that face. When I worked at corporate for a long time, I thought this is where I belong. But then until I realized they kept taking my recipes, putting not putting my name on the menu, mm. um, talking about me. Oh, I, my chef used to tell people he didn't know I knew this, but I did, that I was too loud, ghetto, had too many tattoos, and I was uncouth, is what he said. Oh. So I said, okay, you oh. know, that's cool. And I looked up to him, so it really hurt but my feelings. But you're a carefree black girl. Yeah, I'm very carefree. So it hurt my feelings, but it's okay. So I went out and um, Cutthroat Kitchen called me back out. I, I won. So in my hotel room, I remember so, being see, in there See, but night. hold on. She just, you, you, okay, so Cutthroat Kitchen called you. They called me. They said they, Cal- Cutthroat Kitchen and Guys Grocery Gang called me. I went to Guys Grocery Gangs with my siblings. We didn't win. We made it to the end. I came back for a redemption and won 14K. And then I went to Hello. Cutthroat Kitchen and won 20K. So nice. when I'm in my hotel room that night, I remember thinking, why? God kept talking to me and saying, call him. I heard it clear as day. And yeah. I was like, why? I don't want to call him. And he just kept saying, call him. And so I called my chef and I was like, chef, I won, you know, feeling like "Mm." when I got back, he had a banner for me in the kitchen, a full buffet, the general managers, all the big wigs from the hotel congratulated me. And from that day forward, he told everybody, he taught me everything I know. Oh, no. He would bring his pastors, friends, family. Like I was like some kind of like, you know, he's showing me off. You know, this is the same man that said all this stuff about me. It didn't hurt me. It actually was very funny to me and it tickled me because I was like, you know, I won. I'm, I love to say, I love to make you say I win without me making you say it. And, you know, so for me, I, I was just killed, but forward. That's killed, but you. I loved hey, it. It was great was for still, me. Hey, you don't have to, you don't have to say my name. He says my name all the time now. He loves saying my name. But, but without attaching yourself to it. And it's funny that you, that we kind of brought this up, right? Mm-hmm. So because you have worked in restaurants, because it's totally different when you're uh, your own boss and you're yeah. doing the catering, you know what I'm saying? People are answering to you. Yeah. But this also plays a part is how did you feel in the kitchen as a woman? Like was what very was hard. that experience? It was very hard. You know, I, the thing of being good, I mean, you, Nine times out of ten, like, I could speak for myself. I was the fucking best. The best. Right? But then the there best. were guys in there who wasn't even, they weren't even half as good as me. But 
They were either a man. No, they were a man. You know, uh, it's in the hotel industry, were they white? a white man. White. A white man. You know what I'm saying? And so it was just like that trumped everything. And if you were a white girl, you was better too. Or if you was a black Oreo, it was great for them because that's who took, came in and took my position. Me. <laughs> I like how she just I'm said just that. God is me. You not see. you. No, because your because your personality is not of that. That's a personality. It's really not. It's a thing. That is when not, I open that mouth, Oreo does not mean just. No, that don't need her because her mama and daddy black. She's oh, just but I don't Oreo. try to be. Um, <laughs> but I don't. I don't try to be palatable right. to other right. people. Right. Yeah. So it's just she. She was just. I don't know. That's another conversation. So we no, but I it's a real up, conversation yeah, because yeah. so so I that, didn't understand it. Like I I came in just because I was a little rough around the edges or whatever, but I was good, you know. Yeah. And so, but what that taught me something, and I learned that, and it helped me in my TV world, TV right. life. You know, um, we we don't want to change all the time, but we do have to adjust. And I had yes. to learn to adjust. Some, hey, she learned that before me, so that was we have to yeah. Know. To yeah. soften. She learned that before me. So, see, a lot of times we'll get angry about it. Like, oh, she Oreo, da, 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 da. But really, she just learned that before me. She learned she had to adjust for what she wanted to do. Right. She wants to be in corporate. She wants to be an executive chef at hotels, which she still is also, to this day. Also, Oreo is not just complexion. And, and it's also, no, it's a way of life. And okay. it's conforming. You know what I'm okay. saying? So, that's but what she wanted to do. I don't know that because I didn't necessarily fully understand what yeah. she meant. Because I just thought it was just uh-huh. uh-huh. like, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. that that part it's of so, it. It's just the way you carry yourself. It's just a way of, oh, yeah. it's just a certain way, I'm you know, about you. So it's like she she went in and she would kiss ass. She would do things that she hated because she knew that that's what would get her there. I'm not doing that. To get you know it. what I'm saying? So it's like, but I had to also learn, even though I'm not going to do those kind of things, I still have to adjust. It took me right. time to learn that. Right. It did. To soften a little I bit. I didn't know that at first. Um, I, and I, well, I was told it, but I didn't give a fuck about it. Right. Like, I didn't want to do it. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Until we care. Right. Right. And so <laughs> it I could bother to you. <laughs> right. So I had to care and I had to pull my shit together. And then also, you know, I just knew that that's what, not where I want. I just feel like it, I need it bigger. And I used to walk around and say, it's all right because I'm a star. You yeah. don't see me all over TV. I'm a star. I'm just really here prepared for my stardom. Everybody laughed at me. They thought it was so funny. And then you went on to win. And the then I went on network. to be a star. So Star literally was because I think when I say it, even when I say it, it's, it doesn't register that. Star was the name of the Food Network yeah. television show yeah. that you went on to win yeah. as a black woman. Yeah. Meanwhile, you spent your career with people basically trying to make you feel like you had to work 10 times harder for everyone yeah. else. And also that it was something wrong with it. Like it was something wrong with me. Everything, everything, how you carry yourself. I feel yeah. like people in general try to um, make black women feel uncomfortable yeah. because our light just shines so brightly. It's like you're good, but but something you're good, but something's wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like your food is amazing, but we're not talking about the food, which it should be about that. You know, right, but it's but, about but, everything. But though. even if it isn't about that, it's a way you go about doing it. And right. so, so a lot of times within any any industry, I feel like we as black women go through things where we're not treated fairly. Yeah. And then so it's like we have to. Um, build a thick skin but then also be soft and gentle enough to actually get what sometimes what we need to get done and also working in those spaces where oreo is the only language yeah and also learning to just be your own gatekeeper you know i learned i thought we always think that they're the gatekeepers whoever they is whoever that person you think is that has the power over what it is you're trying to do they don't you know you can be your own gatekeeper because look at me that guy was who i thought was my gatekeeper to send me to the next level but now he to this day calling me to see if he can work with me caught me back to do a judging the other chef who laughed at me when I said I was gonna be a chef in a Marriott we never forget I wanted to he wanted to be honest with me though and he wanted to tell me like I'm sorry I laughed at you but you did it I see you everywhere yeah yeah well yeah because now you need some so you know it's okay for a little bit of titty to show you know what I'm saying because we ain't selling puss in plates but a, just a little bit <laughs> you know that puss in plates anyway Oh, let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> let's get into this. Oh, God. Uh, so when you became a star. Okay. So when you actually became the star of the show, The Star on the Food Network, that was season 12, right? That was season 12. So check that out. That's why. <laughs> Hope you guys heard that, Chefies. That was season 12. Actually, um, towards the end of that uh, Sundial experience, you know, the chef kind of- With the racist hater. Mm-hmm. The racist. So just in case- now my best friend. 
Oh well, sorry, but you was <laughs> you was racist. I, she's better than me. Mm-hmm. But but see, because I couldn't figure. out. I was like, was he black or was he white? He was a white man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, anyways, I'll get back. We'll get we'll delve into that before okay. the exit if we got time. Because really, we're talking about how you won as the star, mm-hmm. first black woman to win. Mm-hmm. What what? Okay, beyond you telling me how that happened, who hooked you up um, to the shows after the truck thing. Um, Tell me really what that experience was like. Start in the beginning. (laughs) Literally, I mean, I'll start even before we started recording. I manifested the entire thing. Manifestation? Well, you kept saying you were going to be a star. I manifested it. I manifested my whole life, but definitely that for sure. So did I. Yeah. So it, it started where like, okay, at, at this point I put in my two week notice. I'm done working at the spot. I've already done Cutthroat Kitchen Guys grocery games. But I was sitting at home in my bed one day and I saw Food Network start season 11. And I saw a couple of people that I competed with on Cutthroat mm. and Guys. And I was like, what the fuck? Why wouldn't they call me? But then right. I was like, it's okay. They're going to call me and I'm not filling out that 30 page application. They're just going to call me. Right. Well, a week later, Food Network star. Beat Bobby Flay, Cutthroat Kitchen, and Guys Garcia Gang all called me within two days. Uh-uh. I so, thought you was too rough around the edges. You know. I thought you were ghetto. You know. They like okay. that ghetto shit. So, <laughs> and then from there, uh, of course, I'm going to choose Food Network Star. You get a job, right? We are, ultimately, we are the culture. Yeah. 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 So, I come in. I created a whole culture, but we'll get to that on that show. But we'll get to that. So, I go on and I'm like, okay, cool. So, they're like, well, we need to see your wardrobe or you can wear what we got. But, you know, I'm going to wear my own stuff. And I remember I was broke as fuck. I didn't have any money. My bills was late as shit. Tell it. And I was just like at this store in this boutique. And I saw this black dress. And I said to myself, man, I got to get that dress. But it was $500, right? right? So, I was like, damn, I got this bill. That bill must be 500 But if I move this, but I can do Fuck it. Give me the dress. So okay. I bought the dress. Turned the dress Because you knew you were going to win. Yeah. And I turned the dress into producers and I said, hey, this is the dress that I'm going to wear when I win. So make sure you put this picture in there. So she sent the laughing emoji back. She thought, everybody, I don't know why everybody thinks I'm so funny. So they, she says this laughing emoji back. It's like, I love your spirit. Well, that is the dress that I wore when I won. Yeah. But fast forward before then, I get onto the show and I'm already walking into this, into this arena knowing that I'm different. Um, there are no urban people on the network, period. Yeah. So none. I'm coming in and, and, and listen, I'm from They lack the flavor. I'm I'm from Georgia by way of Philly. So I got the Philly in me Ooh. and then I got the Atlanta, Georgia in me. And if the Atlanta take over a little more, so I'm a little country, now look, a little ratchet, you I know? I love Atlanta, but I love Philly. Yeah. So I got a mix of both. You know what I mean? What's up, Philly? Yeah, that's my hometown. What's up, Philly? What's up? What's up? Um, so for me, it's like, okay, all right, I, I just need to come on here and be myself. But then I'm like, ooh, myself, ooh, might be too much. I was very afraid, but I was just like, fuck doubt. it, I'm gonna be myself. I doubt that was myself. self. That was self doubt for sure. Don't hear it from other people for sure. Yeah. So I get on there and I come in, but I'm like, I'm gonna just be myself. So we had to do a cold open the first episode, and this made the whole. What's a show. cold open for? So the cold open know. is where it's like the introduction to your show. So we had to do like the introduction to our shows, yeah. uh, whatever show we thought we would want that show to be. Okay. So I'm like, "What's up? I'm Chef Tregay." Da, 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 da. Oh, gonna, it sounds like what? And we gonna, do we all do the same? Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> and we gonna keep it cute. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Or whatever. So when I was done, Giada was like, "Who's um, Giada?" For those from that Food don't Network know. Star. From, Ooh, well, from Food the Network. Italian, yeah, the Italian. The Italian. Italian. Okay. She, she goes, uh, Bobby Flay from Food Network and Giada were the judges. So Giada goes, mm, you know what? Mm, you kind of remind me of like a caricature, um, which to me was like, what the fuck, right? So I'm like, okay. So I went but that back. that spells though. But I went back and changed myself because mm. I, I wanted to win. Like I'm just, this is the first thing i don't want to go home yet you know maybe should i change it up so i go back and i'm changing i'm like hi i'm chef Tregay. oh no and da, 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 da. now this is the pivotal part we go to the theater because this is the final thing right. so we go out i knew my food was gonna be straight right my food is fuck that it's good but you were having an identity or crisis but i was having an anxiety life? feeling because we had to watch it on the big screen. It was the largest movie theater in L.A. And we had to, and they had invited some guests. And Tyler Florence from Food Network was there, Bobby Flay and Giada. And they're sitting in the front, and it's like 40 people. And That's it's some heavy editors just to watch TV. you. And so I'm just like, and it's like they made me go last. It's almost like they knew that I fucked up, right? Because they made me go last. And so this comes up on this big movie screen, and it's me. 
and I got to watch myself step outside of myself. I cried so bad, booger tears, booger snot. Like I was crying so bad and it wasn't even an elimination round. The, the producers were like, it's not even an elimination round. Like, right. it's okay. I was like, no, because I told myself that I would never allow anyone. And when I got here, I wasn't going to let y'all make me change me and step outside right. of myself. And I feel like I let what she said to me change me. And I got to watch it on this big screen. Mm. I would never let that happen to me mm. again. I would never. So she was like, it's okay. And I was like, I know. Just give me my moment. You know, because right. I just was. So we ended up going to. But that's great. You were crying. They love it. I cried bad. Yeah. They love so it. So we ended up doing the final thing. Right. And um, Giada was like, Trigay, what happened? Like, you were like different Tyler she was so spunky the other day and I was like well you told me I look like I was like a caricature and to me like I'm here to get a job and this is serious for me right I didn't know if I needed to switch it up but don't worry it won't happen again she was like well you just show me that you can't even pretend to be someone else so just be yourself and I won almost every composition after that one so she reinforced that she reinforced that it's okay well and also is actually your greatest gift yes yes yeah and it's okay to be myself it's fine but I had been it was just residue left over from all the years of being in corporate. Chefs telling me I wasn't never going to be nothing. Putting me down as that woman in the kitchen that well, and working hard, that. not knowing what I'm working for. You know, all that had came back at that time, but I had to wash that away, you know? Right. But you know what? Sometimes people don't know how simple it is to plant a seed in your head that mm-hmm. like affects how you see yourself, mm-hmm. how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um because I had went through that 80 pound weight loss mm-hmm. transformation and I was only able to do it when I changed my self-talk. Yeah. And so sometimes we don't have the words all the time to express to other people how it's like, I don't like, don't, don't, you know. Right. And sometimes we have to verbalize that. And a lot of times we, in in these spaces, we've been taught to kind of suppress. Yeah. And we don't always know how to articulate how we're feeling mm-hmm. besides it being aggressive mm-hmm. or strong, you know. And so it's kind of conveying, you know what? That hurt me, actually. Yeah. Um, But it's just so simple to plant that seed. So yeah. I, I think that that's a beautiful thing that she yeah. was able to, like, hear you and then reassure you, like, no, like, this is great. This is great. This is great. That, that, I wasn't saying it in a bad way. Yeah. You know what I mean, it was just like. But I'm happy you got that because if yeah. you wouldn't have gotten that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really, really important. Yeah. That's an important moment. Yeah. It was a super important moment. And I find myself reliving um, things over and over again, right? Because you remember when I told you, you know, um, I was in school and then I got out of school and then I thought everybody was going to hire me, right? Right. So now I'm like Food Network star. Right. I'm a fucking star. Right. Right. Do you know who I am? I'm about to be on all the shows. Yeah. I got to learn the game real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this TV world is a different world. It's tricky. Um, I want to say a couple of things to you guys out there before I even get into this story is, um, you know, start supporting your women and your black women on these networks and things like that. Tune in. Uh, tuning in. Yeah. You know what? Even if you're not going to be there, just run your TV. Okay. Have it on demand to where it just comes on. Whatever you need to do, tell your family, tell your friends. Because the reason why our shows don't last is because you're not watching. You're not supporting right? and us. And what happens is later on, the other chefs are like, uh, fuck Food Network, fuck these big uh, corporations. Well, it doesn't really have to be like that. Because see, what I did right. was I came through, kicked that door open for you. Yeah. And I'm trying to make room for all y'all to come in behind me. But you're making me look bad. Right. You, you got to understand, like, when I'm here now. I became the first African-American woman to win Food Network Star. That shouldn't be. It should be more of us winning Food more. Network Star. So when I come in and win Food Network Star, right? Right. And then I have all these shows. If you're not supporting them, watching them, and making those ratings go through the you room. You don't have them anymore. You're now not going to have room to be the next black woman to win Food Network Star. Because the networks are going to be like, it didn't work. It doesn't sell. It doesn't sell. And it was so it didn't work to even be thought about in the room right so yeah. so that's why you're now saying oh forget these big networks this no like no. support us if you support us you really don't understand that you're supporting yourself because if you show them like wow oh my god like this girl with her spunk and all right her southern cooking the way she is philly she is her philly atlanta. for philly twang and her mm-hmm. atlanta twang and all that can literally come in here and the ratings are through the fucking roof. We need more of them. Right. But if it's crickets and y'all not watching, y'all are closing the doors on yourself. So I really wanted to say that. That, that okay. was important to me. I, thank you. Yeah. I that appreciate was important it. to me. I you appreciate know, because it. even with 
Um, you know, after that, I got into it and it was very hard. You know, I, I'm thinking I'm gonna get all the shows. They gave me some leftover show from the kitchen and the called sink. it the kitchen the sink, sink. Yeah. which was really a show that was supposed to be a spinoff from the kitchen. So that was causing a whole bunch of stuff. Right. And then, you know, that we left that and I, I just was doing judging and, and hosting and judging and hosting. Okay. So, but from there you ended up, um, being the first food thought show on the own network yes and so what was the difference first of all i think that when we talked about um you winning the star show Mm -hmm. wasn't that culturally it was a big thing but didn't you experience some things online that were really hard do you want to talk about that yeah i mean when i first won that's why i need the support of my people uh, what happened? I won for the first star, first African American to ever win that show. I, I made history. I'm going to be in the history book. When I die, I'm in the history book. And so at the end of the day, I didn't have all my family, my people, my family members, yes, but like my black people, community, community supporting me. It was more so a thousand different uh, negative comments. Right. It was a thousand negative comments. And so we you had just had a, media a, training a and they dumb. told us not to read them. But, you know, I was reading some of them because I thought it was funny. But but essentially what you're horrible. saying is you dealt with racism. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, my God. Look at her hair. I like hair. to put a, like to put a word. You look know, at her. Let's, let's call it what it is. Yeah. You look at her hair. How yeah. is she cooking with the hair? Well, it's a lot of other chefs that are Caucasian. They have long hair. Right. You're not saying nothing. But it's because my hair is big and curly and Afro-like. Is that a problem now? But this lady's hair is down to her chest and she's bending over, stirring the pot. Right. What's the difference? Like, oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Like, it was so many bad comments. And I would just be looking like, damn, that's crazy. Because y'all, I'm going to put myself all in your face. Oh, well. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was horrible at the beginning. Right. Um, and I just had to not worry about it. Um, I try I to stay to, away from comment sections. Yeah. If I don't know you personally, I do not engage with the trolls on social media. Yeah. I'd also be okay with that break moment because there's a moment where it could be years where you don't do a show, right? So I need everybody also to stop thinking that just because you get a TV show, you don't have to do anything else. Listen, by the time you watch it on TV, we spent that check months ago. Well, uh, but plus, you know what I mean? It happened two years ago. It, it, it happened. <laughs> I don't know how long ago we've been two to four so years we have ago. to keep it going. And it's not always just a keep it going type of moment you know right. um even if you have season at the season you have a block of open time so you always have to like you tv is just a marketing for you for your brand and who you are like when you get a show it should your goal should not be like i mean yeah your goal is obviously to have more shows right but your ultimate goal should be to build your brand of like what can i do because now people know me right right so that's where you know i'm duff goldman told me one time we were in nigeria and he said to me duff goldman is from food network he does all the baking okay and um we were in nigeria doing an event and i said you know duff i've been on a little break from tv and i'm you know i'm doing catering and stuff but it's like what did what did you what did you do but you first of all break? entrepreneurship is the ghetto and yeah. so whoever hasn't told y'all, and there's this big Mexican judgment, open your own, run your own business, open your oh, own yeah, business. Oh, yeah, it's hard. You're not going to be working eight hours a day anymore. You're going to be working 12, 17, 24 hours a day, sacrificing a personal life. So the, what you're talking about, I call it between clients. Absolutely. I'm between a check right now. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And you need to so. always be figuring that out. And, he, and he, I remember he told me, I said, so what do you do? It was it was a sad time. You know, TV is addicting. Yes. It's very addictive. Oh, the light shined on you. You wanted more. It's very addictive. Um, yeah. Not only that, it's the light. And it's also, for me anyway, I, I, I get so excited because like millions of people are going to get to learn about my food. Like I, I really, it's my goal to teach people to see food different. Okay. And then it's like, for me not to be able to do that, it's like, what the fuck? You know, it makes me scared. And I'm just like, oh, man, what's next? You know? So from there, it's like, what do I do? And he said, I said, Duff, so what did you do? Because, you know, he had that cake show for years. And then they cut it off. And now he's back. Right. After 10 years, he's back. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, what did you do? And he was like, I did what got me on TV in the first place. Mm -hmm. I started making cakes. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I came out with a knife line, a spice line, a clothing line. I came up with a whole merch line. I wrote a book. Now, these things keep me going in between. Well, but I feel like we're skipping a few steps because we're definitely going to get there. But I really want to talk about the differences between the Food Network and OWN Network because Trigay's way was a really big thing. And so I think that kind of marries into what you were talking about where you need us to tune in. You need us watching because that was a 
that was a they essentially were testing things out. Absolutely, they were testing things out. Yeah, and so what were the differences? You know, at that time, I you know I finally was getting my shows, and you know for the longest I was waiting for Food Network. That's my first family, right? To give me a show, but actually own put in the bid first. Put but that then, bid in, but then Food Network came behind bid them, mm-hmm. and they said, "Well, we got a show for you. It's called Cake Likes," which was fucking weird because I just. You know, Oprah just told me that she wouldn't give me a show, right? So I'm like, right. oh, shit. You know, I got them both at the same time. Two networks. So, so now Food Network's like, it was almost like they was racing to do my show before I did her show. So I did my show for Food Network first, even though Owen asked me first. Mm-hmm. So I flew out, did the show. Oh, so you did Cake like before Trigay's Way aired. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I did that. And then after that, it was kind of, that's it. And then after that, it was time now to shoot. Oh, one of the two. So at the end, I, I just remember getting a call from Ia. Uh, she's a, a network. Shout out, Ia. She uh, works with the network. And she was like, you know, Trigay, um, I'm with Own now. And, um, you know, Lady O is coming out with Oprah's Lady O. Just she's coming Oprah. out. Some light. <laughs> she's coming Some out light. with a line of a food, a block of food shows. And I told her she would be crazy not to have you. But you got to give me all your stuff right now. And it's like 9 o'clock at night. Right. So I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, No problem. Okay. And no, actually, I filmed on first. Then I filmed Cake, Cake of Likes. But Cake of Likes air first. Okay. That's what happened. Okay. So I'm just like, okay, you know, uh, cool. So I send everything in. She calls back the next day. She's like, yeah, lady. Oh, she loved it, Trigay. We're actually going to start filming your show very mm-hmm. soon, in the next couple months. In the next month. Okay. So I said, oh, shit. Okay. So we start filming. In that moment, though, even though I had Cake of Likes and that was a fun show and it was great, it was my first sh- hosting show. Yeah. But I kind of felt like, okay, yeah, but, you know, Oprah got me first. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I wanted Food Network to be that first moment for me. But nobody's Oprah. But they waited. You know what I mean? Anyway, so- they were asleep. Yeah, so <laughs> they were asleep, and they didn't wake up till. So when she said, uh, "We going over the names of the show," because now this show is my show with my recipes, my real friends. Everyone you see on this show is my real friends, my real family. Yes, my recipes that I wrote. Because for years, you know, the network wouldn't let me do my own. They would write the recipes, and then I would just have to cook them. Like right. it's my recipe. Right. So, which um, a lot of people don't know that about. Yeah. About so y'all be looking at shows. us like, yeah, what's that nasty shit she cooking? Listen, this those are not job, our okay? recipes. We're just showing <laughs> up. We're just this is my job. Okay. To do. <laughs> just gotta, we're just we're just doing what they told us to do. I know that I know that I'm making a sandwich cake right now, made out of <laughs> deli meat and cream cheese. But this is this is this is the job. This is today. where the check is. Right. So you know, uh, from there uh, we're like, we're gonna name the show, and then it was the moment. When they came back and they were like, okay, we came up with the name for the show. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, what is it? And they was like, Trigay's Way. I don't know. For me, it, it was like a full circle moment. moment. Right? I mean, it's from a everything. From the beginning. From school. From getting told notes. From there. From going and getting on my own. The biggest. College, the biggest corporate. black girl. The biggest black woman. Yeah. To getting told corporate. You. To doing it is. To doing that. Then after that, leaving the network. Winning the show. Getting pushed aside a little bit from that, then getting my own stuff, then making them make me do stuff. I mean, having them make me do stuff. And then right. from there, it's like, now I get to finally have it. Yeah. Trigay's way. And this beautiful black woman saw that in me and decided to name my show Trigay's way. It was the biggest moment for me. It, to this day, it's the biggest moment of my life. I can tell. I could just have my, have it my way. I really have it my way. And now it's airing on Discovery Plus. Tune in so you can watch that. Don't season one and game. season two. Don't uh, <laughs> Okay, but wait, before we move on from there, I also noticed, because I was tuned in, that your son, um, your youngest son, mm-hmm. it, he's like a little star. Yes. And he really loves to cook. Do you think mm-hmm. he's going to follow in your footsteps? In Absolutely. Way? We're working on it now. We're working on Z's World. Okay. Um, I'm practicing Young with black him man. right now because I have to practice with his patience. Legacy work. Yeah, he, he loves to do it, but you know, the filming world a is child. a little difficult. He's yeah. So um, I I want him to do it, but I want him to want to do wanna it. Do so it. we're starting to like just do it, record on days he wants to record. Right. 
we're cre- and creating a collection. Well, and then it's we'll add always all different. Up. I try to tell people, even even the people that want to cook for for real, it's yeah. like it's different when you're cooking for fun mm-hmm. and when you're when you turn your passion to profit. Mm-hmm. Then it's just not really fun anymore. Right. And then your oldest son, he's kind of more behind the camera. Mm-hmm. And so, do you think he's going to take his photography or videography seriously, or is he yes. still just kind of trying to figure it out? He just started college at Southern Hampton University. Southern U. For um uh filming and photography, I said, boy, I'm about thousands of dollars. Girl, we got so much equipment at the house. You better do something Listen, with it. These same lights y'all got in here, the cameras, all that. I'm like, what in the hell are you gonna do? Are you gonna do something with this? Right, please. Man, this this, this money. And he's like, well, I don't know how to do this. And, and can you teach me? I said, I don't do this. Not you gotta learn. Do. You need to go to school. So I it, initially I would try to put them with mentors and stuff. Right. But, you know, doing that is very difficult because, you know, when he's going to work with them, they're in the field. They're working. Right. It, it, they can't keep stopping and showing him stuff. So it's best for him to go to school. So he's doing that now and he's getting great at that. Okay. Um, and, yeah, Zaire, he's, he's a little ham. Zaire's pretty lit. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, after a long day of cooking, right, mm-hmm. what is your go-to thing to eat? A long day of cooking. What is that? What does that look like for you? Um, buffalo wings with sweet chili sauce, lemon pepper, extra wet, extra crispy, blue cheese. That's your go-to. Yeah, if I just need to go grab some right quick. No, but I mean, when you get home. Oh, if I need what to get you, home. Yeah, what some, is your go-to? Not ordering. That. I just cut some charcuterie, some cheese, and meat. Okay, up. I love to eat charcuterie. Some simple. Get a little wine. Mm-hmm. Okay, I always have some good cheese in my fridge, and the I always grown have up, some good salami. Or the grown-up lunchable. Yeah, I keep, I keep good good bread, even though my husband don't let me eat it all the time, but I keep good crackers, good meat and cheese on hand at all times at the house. So and it's then, quick, you know? And then when you're cooking in the kitchen, what are, what are you listening to? Wow, I listen to a lot of different things. I listen to Pastor Mike Todd sometimes. Okay. Um, I listen to Sarah Jake sometimes. I just like them to talk to me. Okay. me going through my day. Um, I, you know, Beyonce's a vibe always. Okay. Um, Kendrick Lamar's a vibe always. Okay, so um, you keep it mixed up. You know, I just mix it up. Okay. Sometimes I'll listen to music and sometimes I'll just have someone speaking to me. Oh, Joe Dispenza's amazing. Okay, I so like listening to him for stuff. manifestation and rewiring my brain. I like to do that while I'm working. I just feel like I'm feeding my brain when I'm working. Okay, so now that we went over like the main course of your life mm-hmm. um tell me about your dessert what what is this about the game tour what is that and why is it important uh, to you playing the game tour is a charity it's a non-profit um and oh excuse me playing the game tour I'm, yeah that's my notes yeah it's a non-profit um and we actually recently have partnered with saving our daughters and so what we do is we i have a junior chef summer camp and okay. since the pandemic we've kind of stopped but we're starting back next year so i'm super excited about that um, but what I do is uh, we get a whole bunch of junior chefs together. We actually partner with Ron Clark Academy. Okay. And um, I get four weeks. Well, I get one day a week to train them and teach them how to shop, sprout spots us. And I take them to the grocery store and teach them about food costs. I teach them how to create a recipe. Um, and nice. then we go to Piedmont Cancer Wellness Center. And normally I do cooking demos. Okay. Well, these whole three weeks, they're practicing so they can do the cooking day. I love it. And one of my girls, she's 14. She has a, well, at the time she was 14, she was a diabetic. So it's just really good to see the kids do it because. You're um, teaching them life skills that last a lifetime. That last a lifetime. It was yeah. a woman, she had lupus. And I, I'll never forget this. I cry every year because I'm a sap for the kids. But uh, this year I came in and she was just, she just was snarling. Like literally just crying. She just looked angry. Oh, and, I'm um, Okay. So I'm like, you know. It's okay. After this is over, she'll feel better. Okay. Um, at the end of the class, she walked up to me and said, can I hug you? And I said, sure. And she was crying and bawling. Mm. And she was just like, you know, because um, first I thought she was just a Karen, but really she just wasn't feeling good. Oh, okay. And um, she was like, you know, I never thought that I would be able to eat good food again. I was able to eat everything here. This class today changed my life. Oh, we love it. And I just want And that's to, why you do it. And that's why I do it. Yeah. And I go to schools and I take different chefs and we talk to the kids. Mm-hmm. We talk to the ones that are going to college and we talk to the ones that may not want to go to college. It's fine either way. Okay. You know, I tell them they don't have to go, but just know it's harder. Okay. Just know you got to put in a little more work. You can still succeed. 
you know, and, and we just try to speak life into those kids. So that's what it's about. So, you know me. And me, I'm always about that bottom line. Y'all don't know, but I'm always about the shmoney. So, so beyond you creating, okay, so when you do television, mm-hmm. do you handle those contract negotiations yourself? No. no. So you got a lawyer or do you have a talent agent? I have a manager and my management team comes with a lawyer. If you do not have a manager, first of all, make sure your manager is a manager, a real manager. <laughs> Cause that's the make that'll make or break. Yes, them taking your money. It's happened before. You know, make sure you got a real manager and management team. If you don't, you got to at least have a lawyer. I I don't a, care. If a lawyer always, always. Even if you're not even in even television, if the contract seems small. I always have a lawyer read it because you know that makes or break everything. When I first started off on Food Network, yeah, that I was in um, contract jail for five years. Oh, I I was just so excited about being on the show, and I just signed the paper. Yeah. That's what YouTube. contract jail means. You signed a shitty deal. Yeah. I couldn't do YouTube for five years. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even doing any work with them. I couldn't write get a, a book. Get a lawyer. I Hold couldn't on. do merch. Get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. Yeah. And beyond in television, even as private chefs, even yeah. in anything, even in always anything, have a contract. you need a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And you set the tone. And really, it prevents people from playing with you. Mm-hmm. It prevents people from playing with you. Even when people are like, well, you don't need a lawyer. Would you? Yes, I do. Yeah. And, 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 and you saying that is you're being on a faulty side. So yeah. get a lawyer, get a lawyer, get a lawyer. I've never had a contract that hasn't been redlined. Redlined and a redline red line means just means that they out. yeah, that my lawyer saw something on the page that didn't agree with either something that I have going on right now is a possibility it could ruin something that I would like to do in the future and maybe the dollar ain't right or something like that. So they take that out, redline, and then they put in what it, they would like. And that's a part of the negotiations. It will go back to that person. That person will look at it. Maybe they'll redline it again and send it back with the final pieces. And then maybe you're like, okay, good, but let's change this last piece. And then that'll go back. And then that'll be the final. There's never a get the contract signed and, sign it. and we're done. You are never supposed it to takes sign a it right when they, they give it to you. Never, yeah, never, never, sure. never, never, never. For sure. And so beyond that, because of the big boss that you are, yeah. you also um, handle contract negotiations um, for your catering company. Mm-hmm. And um, so tell me what uh, what that goes like. Like, how do you determine how much you're going to charge someone? Like, what factors go into that? Um, knowing your food cost is super important so that you're actually making money and we're not just guessing what the price is. So you're going <laughs> to definitely know, like, if I'm doing two pieces of sausage and this case costs $60, how much should I sell two pieces of sausage? Break it down. Yeah. Right? Because that way you'll know that, okay, well, if I do that, I'm just making up numbers right now. So don't be trying to really calculate what I'm saying. I'm just throwing numbers out there. But let's just say if you have that right and it's like, okay, out of those 63, in a case it's 63. So that means it's I, I'm paying a dollar a sausage, right? Let's just say I'm paying a dollar a sausage. So how much can I sell these for? Well, I could sell the sausage for about three, four, five dollars. I'm gonna make my money back. Okay, cool. But if I didn't do that and I went and I said, oh, well, I could be nice and I could sell it for 79 cents. Now I'm in under my money. I'm not making money. I lose before I start, right? First so, of all, there ain't no being nice in business. And it's you really nice. Make sure that yeah. you put your personal profit yeah, first. That, that's the point. That's what I'm trying your to say. Your personal profit first. Otherwise, it's slavery. Yeah. You're gonna be But that's just a piece of it. That's not even the whole thing. You're overworked and undercharged. Yeah. That's not right. even the whole thing. That's just the food cost, right? right? You always walk in the door with a set, which is separate. Fee. Separate food cost from is the separate chef fee from a chef fee. You don't do all in. All in is where you try to put it together, and then no. usually you only end up paying for the food cost, and you don't work for free. Yeah, even if it's just a delivery, I have a fee. There's a fee for that. Yeah, so if you're gonna go in between anywhere between fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars just for a delivery, but that's just the fee. But that's not the food. Gas. Tell them. That's not how much I have to pay these employees to make the food. What about the prep time? That's what I'm saying. The prep time. Yeah. I have to pay somebody else because I'm busy. So I have to pay like three other people <laughs> to do it. You see what I'm saying? Because really, and they got right. You're not supposed to do everything yourself. Yeah. And and also, in order for your business to grow, you have to understand. I also, you know, honestly, if I could do everything myself, you I would. Will. But I had to train myself. Even sometimes I'm available to do it. Right. But I just uh, utilize the staff. I always tell myself, utilize the staff, just because. I'm training myself to understand you can't do it all, you can't do it all, you can't do it all. It took me some time to get out of that because I was on my own for so long and I didn't really like 
um, spreading it out to other people. And then I became a fallen hero because I would take on too much. I'm always going to get it done, but man, I be tired as hell the next right. day and stress. My head hurt. My feet hurt. My back hurt. It took a means lot for me to get that done. And You're I was unhealthy. sick. You're yes. stressed. And, and now, you know, I can do an event. And you can't and, be happy And make like great that. money. No. You can't be you're happy. Not happy. You can't be happy Mm-mm. working like that. Yeah, you're not happy. You're tired. Yeah. Okay. So I just started utilizing those people. So now you got that. So what I like to do is I'll send out a quote. A customer comes to me and they say, hey, I'd like an event. And I'll say, okay, great. I have a few questions. I always send out my questionnaires. First things first. So you got to have a questionnaire to send out to people. Mm-hmm. And that questionnaire would begin with our minimum is this. Minimum. For chef service fee. Because if you ain't got it, we can't help you. Yeah, our minimum chef service fee is this. You have to have a minimum. Whether it's 500 or 1500 you have to have a minimum. And then it's like, okay. Or 1000 or two, ten. Yeah. yeah, just depending on yeah. where you are in your career. Because everybody don't start that. Yeah. at the end. Yeah, let's, we got to be honest. Right? right. We don't want to have them out there charging a 1000 and then, you know, we don't want to do them like that. Okay. <laughs> So I'm just trying to get them to dream, but bigger, I want them though. to. I want them to I want dream them bigger. To see the bigger picture. I want you to see the bigger picture, but I also want you to know know where you are, right? I want you to know where you are. I want you to know where you are in your culinary career. I want you to. I want you to be honest with yourself, right? Are you great? Do, have you been having a lot of mistakes? Um, do you need more training? More training. Do you need to work with more people? Because you being honest with yourself with that is going to help you in your career. It's going to help you keep. I mean, because if you lie to yourself, you're just losing money, right? Right. Because now this person is going to tell that person how much you fucking suck. And, so and now you're ruined. You ain't going to work started. with the other people. You're ruined before you start. You're not honest with yourself. Put a fork in her. And say, hey, my, look, my minimum, if you're a lower inch, like you're just starting, hey, my minimum is 500 you know what I mean? But, and I can do this. If you're a chef on our level, right. hey, my minimum is 3K. My minimum is yeah. 1500 I don't you know what I mean? First of all, first of all, I won't even talk to you uh, unless you are a high profile client or somebody that I know is not wasting my time. I actually have to charge a $250 fee consultant just for you to even talk to me. For sure. And, it's, and it is a consultant fee because a lot of times people want to play. You ain't going to play in my face because what you're not understanding is if I took an hour, 45 minutes to talk to you, I could have probably made $1,000 somewhere else. For sure. So me saying 250 if that's outside of your mind or your budget, we're probably, it's probably sure. not going to go anywhere. But that's where that key line is. The minimum budget to work with me is this. It's this. But I always try to let people know, like, you can't even have a consult with me for free. I don't do that. For sure. Unless and, I want to. Right. And, right. and unless you want to, and that'll be, you know, Well, but people want to know do. about this unless we articulate it, yeah, I feel like. That's you true. know what I'm saying? It's true. And yeah. you know what? But what, I, what a contract is really supposed to look like. That you pay that, oh, if they want delivery, there's a fee for that. Oh, if they want a buffet set up, there's a fee for that. If I'm bringing in my, my own equipment, there's a fee for that. Because all of that is time and labor. And if you didn't help writing a contract, there are many avenues. Rocket Lawyer is amazing. Fill in the so place. That's a good resource. Rocket Lawyer is amazing. You need a Repeat contract? Repeat that. Rocket Lawyer. It's called Rocket Lawyer. No, they don't pay me, but they're Get great. Get your Googles and I think that on. You guys should use um, them. They don't pay me, but I think you should use them. You, literally, it's a list of different contracts you may need. Catering, um, barber, makeup, whatever you need. And then you'll click that, and then literally you'll click what state you need the laws to abide by, and it'll literally create a mock-up for you. And then you put your information in, and at the end you have a legally binding contract. Contract. Binary by the laws of your state. But still get a lawyer. And you can still get, I mean. Well, for the bigger making, contract. If you're making a contract, they're going to need a lawyer for you. Yeah, you for a really bigger a contract. If you're creating, but if, you, if a contract is coming to oh, you, yeah, you need a lawyer. Oh, yeah, that's a difference. Yeah, if a contract is coming to you, See. you need a lawyer. If you're Creating a contract, Rocket Lawyer is fine. They can do whatever they need to do. You know, okay. They can spend their money on that lawyer situation. But other than that, you know, just making sure you're stern with it. And when you do your quote, you know, just give them two options. I always give them two to three. I, I, I try to a do tier. like a silver, a gold, and a platinum. platinum. Right. Right. And then you, know, you put you the prices cause, on cause, there and that's it. Well, because ultimately you do want to make that money. For sure. And then what you do is, what I like to do is, I give them a good old breakdown. So I put the menu my silver gold platinum right but then at the top per server 225 for two hours bartender this price chef service fee this price because the cleanup crew clean up up. please don't clean up so now they know that these are separate right and this is the food because food cost is a motherfucker you know how much eggs are so like you gotta get that this is the food and this is how much it costs for me to buy the food cook the food and make a profit right and then this is how much it costs for me to pay these people. 
Would you like a server or you, bartender? So the important thing is to always make sure that you send somebody an actual breakdown. You have to send and a breakdown. And it's a ballpark breakdown, too. It's I always, always a ballpark. say plus or minus because sometimes it's going to go over and sometimes it might be a yeah. little bit under, you yeah. know? And that's going to be great for all of us because then you're going to see that I saved you some money. I'm mm -hmm. going to show up and do an amazing fucking job and blow your mind. And a beautiful suggestion is always great for you caterers out there because sometimes we'll get stuck making shitty food because it's like the client maybe didn't know what they want and they had a dream last night that they wanted nachos and steak at a, you know, gourmet like event. So and it just doesn't really go. You may offer them that, but then at the bottom you're going to say, hey, we'll also... You know, this or this. We do work. these nice, beautiful tables for two thousand dollars. I think you'll love it. Here's some photos. People are always wowed by this, and you'll get upsell yourself. They'll buy it. See, but the thing is, you is let that them know they needed it. They didn't even know they needed it. You educate your clients because yeah. sometimes your clients don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Just like sometimes you don't know, and that's why it's important that you yeah. educate yourself. You just got to educate yourself. So I say all that to say. You know, because I know we're always advocating, right, for the chefs out here. Get more money. Get more money. I'm well, with I it. always am with get qualified first. I'm with it. Right. But get qualified chefs. Because some people is out here charging prices and like and showing up doing crazy. horrible work. And then you're messing it up for all of us. Yes, man. You're messing it up for yourself. You know what I'm saying? So just be honest with yourself. Don't be like, you know, just humble yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you then, need to learn more, you need to learn more. It's and okay. then beyond that, to wrap the wrap the financial conversation up, how do you determine how much you're going to pay someone? By their, by their um, skill set. By their so they got to show set. you first. Mm, no, by the resume. Where have you worked? What have you done? Mm -hmm. um, you do actually, yes, you have to show me first. My chefs, when they come and work for me, I'll have them come visit me one day and just do something. Do like a trial. Just do something light. Do a little trial. You know, nothing too crazy. Go to something the store, light. grab these few things. Do these things. Meet I'll me put them on something. Come here. Hey, I just need you to work with me here. Just light. And I'll uh, inform them that this is a training, you know, and we don't really pay for training because I can't, I'm, I shouldn't be paying you to teach you. Right. right. So this is free just game a is going to take you a long yeah, way. This is just a training day. And then I've just had them come in and shadow me for the day. And then once I see like, okay, you know, 18 bucks an hour. Okay. And then, and then what do you may consider say 25. What do you, you know what I'm saying? Is that high for you? 25? 25 is high an hour. Yeah. Uh, but you got to be worth it. It's some you know, I always overpay people. We and her, she tells me she all the time. She overpays people all the time. <laughs> I'm just like, that's fucking crazy to me. Like, you know, $18 an hour is how much like a, a that's a good price, you right. know, for a regular prep cook. Yeah. That's fucking great. $18 an hour. Right. $20 an hour. Like you're an experienced chef and you better be able to like, really like, I better be able to leave, go to the bathroom, walk around the corner and grab a deli and sandwich. You a and you better spread. still be able to keep this shit rocking for right. anything over $25, $20. Right. And if you can't do that. 18 me down. It's 18. So, but then give <laughs> it's us- It's 18. Give them, like, what? So then give them an idea of, as a private chef, when you're first starting out, what, what should your salary look like? And then after, give them the platinum, the gold, and the bronze. And then, mm. and then I think we didn't, I think we didn't gave them enough money game. I don't know. That's kind of hard too, because I mean, I've done private stuff for 30 people for 20,000. Mm -hmm. And I've done private stuff for 20 people for 5,000. But it's usually, okay, so, so, but, but honestly, to me, like for me, I kind of have a minimum of, yeah. I at least need to get 1,200. If you're not talking about 1,200, $2,000 for the day. Um, oh yeah, at least 12, at least I'm 1,500. Not even I'm not about rolling it. out of the bed for, if, if it's not at least $1,500, I'm not even going to open my eyes in the morning so but, but, but that's where we're at now so but when you 15. when you first got in like on an average for a private chef breakfast lunch and dinner what were you cooking at for a day about 500 you're making 500 about 500 that's actually really well because because a lot of times people are starting out at about 250 300 yeah no i, I was hitting it because you know i was coming from fine dining so i knew how to um i had a game yeah you know what i'm saying I mean, I started you my had very game first, and you also had education. And I had education. I started my very first um, consulting job. Mm -hmm. This I ain't never uh, consulted a day in my fucking life. <laughs> right? This lady come up to me. She say, uh, hey, that's why you can make your own future. She say, uh, you know, I'm from Miami and I want to open this restaurant. I want it to be like Cuban, but um, like Miami. And da 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 da. Right. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and she was like, you know, I, um, we got a $25,000 budget for consulting. 
but we need you to just like we already got the building it's pretty much decked out we just need you to help us with the menu and hire a staff and train the staff Bet I got this. I know how to do this. Oh, yeah. And we need you to help us pass health inspection. No problem. Right. I, in my mind, I'm like, I worked in hotels for over 20 years. We had pass health inspection every month. Like, this is easy. Right. So um, I went and educated myself a little bit more. I signed that contract. Okay. And I went and educated and myself a little bit more and did the work. And um, I got like three more consulting jobs after that. But I had never did it before. So if I just said I couldn't do it because I never do it, I mean, I would have shit on myself. I would have been $25,000 lesser richer you know what i mean if right. that makes any sense but you know so you just gotta like you know and you created a new way to get that money and i created a new stream of revenue you know get i'm still bag. doing it to this day i love Secure it. it yeah I'm, I'm getting ready to open a spot now but you know for the longest i was like shit i like this consultant shit too much like i don't want to have to i don't even here. need the responsibility right but Let now i get I'm that ready. consultant bag so we opening uh we opening two spots miss lounge which is like we have rock david abernathy uh, I don't want to tell you when we're going to be open because that is a whole nother conversation. And we have. Well, we don't need dates. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. We don't need dates. And uh, and then the other restaurant. But I ain't going to tell you the name of this restaurant till it's open because it's that exclusive. So before we wrap this up, I do want to briefly acknowledge the fact that you actually went through a complete body transformation. Can you tell me how much weight you've lost or like where you started? I don't where even you're know. At? 